Welcome back. I'm Fernanda, and this is Hanging on Sunset. Today on the show, we have Brian O'Connor. Brian's an actor, but he's the manager for Speed of Light. He has been a huge part on the Echo Park Silver Lake scene. He put it together, Bands in a Barbershop, as we previously talked about it on the Speed of Light episode. And as we all know, due to this pandemic, unfortunately, we have lost venues like the Satellite. Brian's making sure the Satellite community won't be forgotten. So they created the Satellite TV. He will tell us all about it. And I'm also very excited for this episode as we have a very cool announcement. Brian sent us the new single for Speed of Light, Feed. We just love this guys so much. The song is not even out yet, so they're releasing the song along with a music video in March. But you're gonna get to listen to it first here on our podcast. So make sure to hang out with us until the end. You do not want to miss that. Yeah. Uh, good. How are you? I'm good. You know, um, I was just talking to somebody from Brazil the other day. Uh, Mike Crane from um, Death Cross. He's doing a show for us on sa the satellite, and he there's a woman that runs his page in Brazil. Really? And she has, and she's a gigantic fan of his. She's never seen him play <laughs> yet. Oh. <laughs> she's a gigantic fan. She does all his artwork and stuff like that, and never seen him play. That's crazy, but yeah. I mean that's that's exciting, though. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I mean she she has you. she has to make it happen one day. I mean whenever we're able to see people play again. Yeah, I guess when he he uh, in his band Death Cross, the lead singer used to be the lead singer of um, Faith No More. Oh, oh Mike and, oh, so, yeah. and so I think that's how she got connected with Mike. And but got it. She has a a Mike Crane tattoo on her ankle. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, I usually the Brazilian fans are a little intense, so I I don't I believe that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So where are you, Fernanda? Um, I'm halfway to LA. Yeah, I was in San Diego. Um, and yeah, here I am in a parking lot at Target, so <laughs> I can talk to you guys. <laughs> are, you, are you both in Yard of Blondes? I wish. I wish I was that cool. <laughs> She's not a musician, but she's uh, she's working with musicians a lot. She's a stylist. And I just fucking love music more than anything in the world, especially rock. So we decided to do something about that. What, what club did you use to ha uh, hang at? I mean, I feel like all the venues. Um, I, live in, I live on a sense of trip, so... Oh. I live a, pretty much across from the Viper Room, so I, eventually I will be. I was going to shows in the Viper Room and the Whiskey yeah. Rainbow, but also like downtown so it has great shows too, or even Silver Lake. Yeah. And I, I was all, always like chasing for live music, so I was like all over all of those venues that we love. Yeah, same for me, yeah. and playing around town a lot. Yeah, yeah, even cooler that you got to play on them. <laughs> 
Who knows? Maybe, maybe one day I'll have a band and I'll be this cool. Play and drop D tuning. You don't have to do anything with your fingers. Just put the fingers straight across the fretboard, get some pedals and get a good drummer and you're all set. That's what I do. I'm all set. There we go. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to write it down, all those tips for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fernanda, I can teach you. Uh, um, I'm always playing in drop D. Always. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, Brian, you're in a band too, right? Uh, not really. That. Uh, well, ask me about it when we get going. Are we, All right. we're not on, are we? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, we're on. And I think that's uh, already started. So let's just ask. Oh, we're on? I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to drop you. I'm just going to drop you our yeah. favorite question. Okay. What did you do to save rock and roll, Brian? Tell us. Well, what I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to kidnap the music program directors at K-Rock and hold them ransom until they start playing some fucking rock and roll. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. I turned I into that. that. The, I turned into that the other day in my car and I thought I was on Kiss FM. Their idea of new music is a Foo Fighters. Uh, I don't understand. Oh, shit. They just don't play, don't play guitar rock there anymore, really. Or, you know, it's just like, it's just really disappointing to me. Cause I it used, is. It used to be a pretty it cool is. station, but I don't kind of. Definitely. You know? I remember when I, right when I moved to LA, even I used to go to their little festivals and yeah. it was a whole different thing. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things are wrong right now, and I don't know what's happening. That's why we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, it used to be legendary K Rock when Rodney Bingenheimer, you know, was big on the station before they fired him. Like uh, he, he was uh, meaningless. Now he's on Sirius XM. Good for him, but that says a lot about the station. And now I think yeah. the, the bigger, you know, the biggest rock artist they are they're having is uh, uh what's his name the rapper uh post malone <laughs> yeah I know. yeah i don't even know a single song by hand by the way i know i know i, I don't know his songs i know his tattoos yeah. <laughs> uh, we all know we all know because he has his tattoo like his, fa his face covered with tattoos right that's what that's what's the deal yeah i feel like um you know all the mainstream stations kind of are not playing rock at all those days yeah. But during this podcast, we realized that there are still a lot of underground bands very active and that there is still a scene. Yes. And we have to dig it and then we have to share it to show that it, it still exists and it's still very much alive. And yourself, you're uh, managing one of those bands. Yeah, I manage Speed of Light, um, young band from uh, Los Angeles. We, I love, we, we love them. Can you oh, yeah, share how did that happen? Yeah. I um <laughs> I was helping somebody book some shows and I ran across their video and I had no idea how young they were so I asked them if they could play and um he goes well we're not of age yet and I went oh, okay and I, I got back to him about six months later <laughs> thinking that they were gonna be of age he goes no 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 we're still we're still fourteen and fifteen wow it's <laughs> insane Riley, they the, are insane the girl was twelve so I um I saw them play one time I just I just fell in love with the band and um. Then I got friendly with their parents and stuff, and I just loved them. And then I said, hey, you know, love to manage you guys. And they were like, yeah, 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 let's go. And so I'm like real buds with them and the family. Their family's great. They're like really uh, awesome kids. They're really smart, school smart too, you know. They're dedicated. They, they fucking love rock and roll, and they're really talented, and they work yes. hard, and they're great. Definitely, yeah. We, we love when we had them on a podcast. It was mm -hmm. amazing to like see they're still like kids that have they have like a passion for rock and they yeah. pursue that and they and they want to explore and they want to show the future generation that's still a lot of cool stuff besides the stuff that only plays on the radio. Right, right, right. And they're my um. I do this thing called uh, bands in the barbershop. 
uh, on uh, Sunset in Echo Park. And they're like the house band. They play every time. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, they tell us. It's really cool. I love that. I wanted to talk to you uh, about uh, on that subject about you know barbershop concerts and uh, yeah. I think I read in an interview or uh, maybe it was a video interview I don't remember but you said you started those because you didn't want to deal with the bookers in town. <laughs> uh, uh, that's not uh, that might have been somebody else who said that. That was Charlie, I think, my the, the MC. I mean, yes and no. There's certainly some truth to that because at that point I just started. It was hard to get in anywhere, you know. That's definitely true. But now, having been on the other side of it a bit, I understand how overwhelmed the bookers are with everyone hitting them up, you know. Basically, I just was looking for an alternative space that it wasn't, it was not having to deal with the bookers and the clubs and every, that we would have more control, you know. <laughs> and it started, I was at the Vista movie theater across from Rudy's in um, uh, Silver Lake, you know, uh -huh. uh, Vista movie theater. And I, I saw the, the barbershop and I'm like I wonder what's I didn't know anything about it so I went over there and looked at it and it was like oh my god this place is fantastic so I asked if they would let me do a show and they said okay so we did that for a summer but Rudy's is kind of corporate the barbershop itself you know it's a chain so then I went to the guy on Sunset at American Barbershop and uh, he had had a lot of people hitting them up but I think I got the old guy pass Because sometimes when you're older, I don't know what it is. It's the old guy pass. He goes, okay. So he trusted me. So uh, George. And uh, so now I've, been, I've been in charge of the music there. And it's been great. And uh, it's a really great spot. And the owner of American Barbershop, George, is just an amazingly great guy who puts his shop on the line. He loses money every time because we got to pay for cleanup and blah, blah, blah. And um, he just loves music and loves the community. He's just into that. He's nice. Like, him himself isn't so much of a rocker per se. He, he likes more rave kind of music, but he just loves it. He loves it. People love it. And he's just into the people coming to the shop and having a good time. And the music's this. It's a really great little space, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's intimate, yet it still fucking rocks. That's amazing. And uh, we really hope that we can, you know, come to one of your shows soon when the pandemic is over, because I guess you're going to start them again, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you can see we did a Echo Park Rising virtual show. Uh, it's a, you can go there at uh, bandsinabarbershop.com. And there's um, eight, nine different uh, bands. They're set, you know, it's, it's really good. We had a really uh, awesome um, people filming it and stuff. This guy, Travis Prowl. It look, you see it. It looks, it looks amazing. It's really an amazing looking show. That's really cool. And uh, uh, Speed of Light, they were performing uh, during that. Uh, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Them, uh, tra Trap Girl, Chase Petra, um, Skullcrack, Slaughterhouse, uh, Fart Barf, Jagged Baptist Club, and a bunch of other bands. Nice. Very yeah. cool. So I have I have a question regards the the booking. Um, as unfortunately due due to pandemic, we lost one of our really dear venues, the satellite. And I heard that you guys have like plans and doing like some live streams right now. Yes. So can you tell us more about that? Uh, -huh. uh Well, it's not exactly live streams, but I'll explain. So the owner uh, Jeff, when he got rid of the club, um, he's got the the Instagram page. So he gave it to me and Mackie, who used to be one of the bookers. And we decided we wanted to make it more interactive. So we're having, in essence, we're turned the IG page into a, um, a satellite TV network, so to speak, metaphorically. 
and uh, asked some people. We got about 10 shows that people are going to be doing uh, weekly shows, but they're not performance shows. They're more, there's a fashion show, there's a cooking show, <laughs> a live from a radio show, um, but all having to do with music nonetheless, though. Uh, nice. There's a 15 minute sort of um, live things. Um, Amber from Broken Babies doing a workout show. And what she's doing is she's playing a local band, interviewing the band, and then working out at the same time. It's, it's that kind of silly <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I love that. Um, E-Way from Polytropica is doing a, sh a cooking show. Uh, somehow she's connecting that to rock and roll. Um, it, it's going to be really great. There's so, a lot of fun, silly shows. Correct me if I'm wrong, but so every week there's uh, somebody that's going to take over the page and do their own stuff? Well, almost. So it'll be like a schedule. Like So like uh, Thursdays at 7 o'clock, uh, Mike Crane uh, will be doing, for example, Bad Decisions. It's his show for 15 minutes. And then another show at Wednesdays at 9.30, you know, Fridays at 8. So like a TV schedule. Mm. So every week you go, at 8 o'clock, you'll see the same show for, for a month. And then the next month we'll, we'll, uh, may switch it over. And I, I'm doing the um, – I, I do this – thing with the satellite before called six at six mm -hmm. uh in my backyard six songs at six o'clock and uh, we're doing that wednesdays at six o'clock so there's like a, it's like a tv schedule you know so you'll go to the ig page and watch it and then uh we'll also take those shows after they're broadcast uh and then drop them onto the page itself so if <laughs> you missed it you can go to the actual satellite page and watch it after that because everything is live Yes, and wow. uh, these are all. The idea was to let artists and musicians um, create the content. So it's like it's like a hub for people to bring their their creativity. And then on the page itself, we'll also have like a photographer Friday, which is uh, we're going to give the page to a different photographer. Are you guys going to have different photographers? Yes. You guys have one that's going to be covering all the events. No, every every Friday there'll be a different photographer showing their stuff. Oh, that's awesome. The idea is to keep the community and help the community stay together and give people an opportunity to um, do their stuff. And the other piece of it is that, like, if you're on Instagram, uh, let's say you're a band and you're posting, you're, you're basically uh, posting to the same people all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's so right. If you're a band, like, let's say you broke a baby, you want to do something new, you do it on the satellite page and you'll get new viewers seeing your stuff. And then you can direct them back over to your own page. Exactly. Like yesterday I was like uh, on Instagram and I was, I was uh, watching at your page and I saw the uh, the ad kind of uh, that Broken Baby did and I didn't know the band. So I, I went on and uh, I started to discover them. So yeah. yeah, it's a great way. And that's exactly what we're trying to do with Hanging On Sunset. Mm -hmm. Exactly like... Uh, reach out to all the bands and all the people involved in the local rock community right. and uh, trying to unite forces. So, and mm -hmm. you know, our goal is to start a conversation about the state of the rock scene in LA and try right. to come up with solutions. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. So we're very, very happy to, uh, to have you on board because you're doing amazing stuff for the community. Uh, all right. So when are you starting to broadcast? Uh, March, well, the, it starts the week of March 1st, uh, but most of the shows are on um, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, okay. But we start this, like today, actually, I've got to put together like a TV guide kind of schedule. I'm trying to figure out how to do that visually. With the, but anyway, yeah, but um, March 1st. 
it'll be pretty um we'll see what happens it's like it's goofy and i've no i it's one of those things i just don't know <laughs> how it's gonna go but that's part of the fun of it, it free i keep telling the people who are involved i don't you know freedom to fail <laughs> it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't we try something else are all the people like uh free to do whatever they want if they want yes to all right uh, i mean i i so they have a name of a show and then they can do what they want within that umbrella mm -hmm. like the guy from uh Jagged Baptist Club, he's doing some kind of like uh, opinion show. Mm -hmm. him, him just having really strong opinions about stuff. You know, whatever. Like he'll, he'll talk about the Ramones. He'll just have a really strong opinion about how he thinks the Ramones are overrated and they suck or whatever. And then he'll argue with people on the air and stuff. Just <laughs> fun, you know, that kind of thing. So that's his sort of. But as the show goes on, I'm sure shows will progress and change a bit too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's all. Yeah. So, like that. so I know we, oh, we talked briefly before. Um, you're you're also in a band, right? Do you you have a band? Well, that's uh, uh, depends. <laughs> I don't know. Hard to explain. Um, so the six six sixties are a, more of a, a studio band than uh, okay. performing live, and that's only because we respect people's ears and don't want to subjugate them to um, <laughs> sound <laughs> sound and melodies that might not be. Um, uh, <laughs> good for the ears uh yeah i've been listening to your band yesterday and i was uh, on the website and uh, there's a statement like uh we don't know how to play but we we, we enjoy doing it anyway so yeah. something like I that. Love that that's super cool <laughs> that sounds like a lot yeah. of fun and i think you're being too hard on yourself because i've been listening to a couple of songs there we go really I, love it. I need to check it out really love you, it. you, you on the web you on the web page yeah <laughs> that's amazing thank you I know. It's just a yeah. I've been uh, watching the video of uh, you uh, playing some uh, covers in your cars <laughs> from the scene. Oh, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a. It started as as a sort of a joke in a way. I was I had recorded a song, a cover of a song. My brother goes, "It's really dark. It sounds like something that um, a band called the Six Six Sixties would do." So I did a. So I said, "Okay, let's go with that." So we put together a bunch of. Um, from 60s songs and we just uh, darkened them up and made them a little more crazy. And then I also, tr uh, I would t uh, kind of drop in pieces of the original song into the songs as well. Nice. It's kind of a crazy thing, which is fun. But you don't have any uh, like um, plans to, to make a, a concert or anything? Oh, uh, no, it, there's plans in here, but in terms of actually facing re getting into reality, that <laughs> <right yet. laughs> maybe someday. I gotta get speed, I gotta get speed of light to play with me. Yeah, no, that that would be that would be really cool. As right now, is that the only band that you're managing? Yeah, you know, I just love the band so much. I saw them. It was like, and then we just became friends, and I just asked them yeah. if I can help out. They're great. It, yeah, it's just it, it's a, um, it's just fun being along for the ride, watching them get better and better and better, and really um. Find what what are your plans? What are your plans for Speed of Light? Can you share a little bit with us? Like, yes. do they have any tour? Uh, once, of course, that we are allowed to tour again. Yeah, they, they um. Well, they've got they put we did um three live videos. It was a mm -hmm. you, we went to the studio, filmed it live, and recorded it live. So what you're seeing is the recording with a, with an with an audience there. We did three of those, and they then they we recorded a fourth song there and they're do it's called feed and that's coming out of March. And they, um, they made the video themselves. It's, did you watch? Oh, so, so that's the next single that are going to, that's coming up. Yes. And then another live song. And then after that, they'll have a, uh, a live EP 
And then at the end, somewhere in the end of March, I think we go into the studio to do their first studio album. Yeah, that's amazing. Very that's cool. very exciting. We can't wait to see what those guys are going to do. They're yeah. so talented. I watched the video you sent me yesterday, a feed, the new uh, single that is, that that is going to be released soon. And it's very amazing. I love that they did their own video themselves. Are, are we going to be able to hear first here? On uh, the you, podcast? Can, you can play the song, yeah, but not the video yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. though. We're so stoked that we're going to get to play first. It, it's a great song. I first yeah. was hooked by uh, Kill the Vibe. I think that's the first song that I, yeah. I, uh, I listened yeah. to. And I loved it uh, so yeah. much uh, that I wanted them to be on the show very soon. So I'm very glad that now we're expanding the um, Speed of Like universe and getting to know you. Oh, you know, thanks. Yeah. Whole point of this uh, podcast is getting to know all the people, the cool people involved in the rock community. Yeah. So, um, telling, uh, t- tell us about your uh, your your journey in rock and roll because I think you're an actor too. So you have like yeah. different things happening in your life. How did you start involved in the being involved in the music business and stuff? Well, I think like everybody, I just uh, fell in love with music as a kid. You know. And I'm, I'm older, obviously. And, you know, I'd have my Rolling Stone records playing on one of those record players like this. You know what I mean? You just put the record on it and it spins. And this is a, the speakers and the whole thing is a little thing like that, you know. And I just love I love music. And, you know, I, all that kind of jer- musical journey. The first time you heard Zeppelin was like, what the fuck? You know, it was like so, uh, same for me. That first time I heard Yes, it was like, what? First time you hear the Sex Pistols, all these bands, the first time you hear them, it's like you can remember when you heard them, you know? So music. That's amazing. Always, music's always been a really big part of my life. Um, Where were you? Where were you born and raised? Uh, mostly in uh, outside of Boston mm-hmm. as a kid, Linfield, uh, middle class, white neighborhood, you know? Um, but <laughs> thus I got into Yes. Um, yeah, just music was really important to, to, to me, but, but like for a lot of people, you know, and I played a bit, but um, I'm just, I don't, like, I can play music and I can write music, but I don't consider myself a musician because real musicians have that, there's something else going on in their head, you know, I think, anyway. It's like, sort of, like, like I surf, I guess I'm a surfer, but I, I don't know, I just don't consider myself a musician. Just because you can play an instrument doesn't mean you're a musician. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, the, uh, the whatever that other thing that other thing that goes inside somebody's head when they're musicians i don't quite have that i'm more of a you know i can bang it out and be a i can entertain myself and be a craftsman (laughs) but i don't consider myself a musician it's like i think people can paint but that doesn't mean they're an artist Mm -hmm. Uh, certainly you could argue with me in that case but anyway uh i I was an actor for a while long time actually i did a a kid's show called um shining time station with um with ringo star was on it oh nice I wow to, i got to hang out with ringo a little bit and i got to play a little bit of the music on that and then i've uh done some created shows before for different networks or what have you and i've i've written some of the incidental music so it's always i've always been kind of had my um hand in music and then uh and then i i was living in culver city and then i sold my house and moved right next to the satellite and that's when everything changed right then when i moved next to the satellite my, I'm 75 paces down from the road, and all of a sudden, there you are, and there I am. All these, and I'm seeing all, all these bands I hadn't seen before, and the whole scene. I'm like, fuck. Can you can you tell us why do you think the scene like shifted from the Sunset Strip to Silver Lake Echo Park? Um, 
why it shifted. Uh, I think that maybe the the, the strip had a, was kind of a little more like uh, kind of Guns and Roses, Rosen, Guns and Roses ish, like you know? the rock glam vibe. Yeah, and yeah, the eighties, it really it's sort of like that Guns and Roses vibe. There, they're a great band, but it's like people dressed like them, and the, I don't know, whatever. And I think yeah. the East Side was just a little more um, uh, punk and DIY, maybe mm-hmm. you know, like the real um, starting. The real underground really went to, yeah. and also the whiskey was doing that pay to play stuff, you know. And yeah. I think that pe- people really were against that, and uh, it just kind of shifted. I think more people were living over here, also, you know, or back, you know, ten years ago, or whatever, um, and then kind of shifted. But there's this, you know, the funny thing about the scene is that, like, I, I, if I'm in the scene or whatever, but I, I know a lot of the bands, you know, and I feel like, oh. I mean, I'm in this scene. I know all the I know all these bands. And then if you do you go look at um, Buzz Bands LA at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden you see all these bands he's listing, and it's like I don't know any of those bands. <laughs> I feel like I know everybody. And then all of a sudden I see Kevin's list of bands from LA, and I'm like, who are these fucking bands? I don't know. So it's a I think it's a difference. It's a pretty small community. The little thing that we're in at the moment, you know. I think what I'm discovering, like interview after interview, is like there are a lot of micro scenes all right. around town right right that, Definitely. that's really important and i think uh maybe one of our goals should be to try to connect all those micro scene and have a new movement emerge because there are lots of talents in this town yes right yeah i 100 percent t- agree with that we're trying to do that with the satellite to a certain extent is now there isn't sort of like there's not a um a consistent sort of it has to fit this kind of musical genre there's mm-hmm. other there's other people doing different stuff in this that, that exactly right to expand it you know because that i guess that's what i meant when i look at buzz bands i think i know a lot of bands and i see all these other bands he, he's pr- talking about i never even heard of them before and they're all from la there's a i mean it's like you said yeah. a lot of micro scenes here definitely yeah that's cool and i i hope that um you know the satellite transforming into a online hub can really expand the horizon of the scene there and uh, reach out to more bands and yeah. more audience. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see what happens there. I mean, satellites close. I don't know what I don't know what's happening with the hi hat. I don't know what's happening with the bootleg. Um, I'm sure the echo is going to stay open, but you know, I, I don't. I, it, hopefully, if these other clubs close, someone else will pick it up and start again. You know, or the scene just becomes more you know, alternative spaces. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. And we want to be involved too when everything opens again. I think we're going to try to do some. Yeah, we'll, we'll love to be involved. Yeah. Events mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, come and interview bands, uh, uh, you know, in your backyard, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have an idea, if you want to do something on, this, at this, on the satellite page, just let me know, okay? Definitely. That yeah. that's dope. Yeah, I would love that. Thanks yeah. for like. Yeah, that'll be amazing. The, the other thing is that on the I want to expand upon this idea of community. Uh, on the page itself, we'll have other people going to be in control of the different posts, you know. And the, mm-hmm. and the other person who's involved with this all, all the way is Mackie. So she's uh she was a booker of the satellite. You said Mackie. Yes. Her, her and uh, this woman named Leah. Awesome, awesome. And uh, the, so, how how she's going to be uh, involved uh, in the new hub you're building? Well, she's doing it with me, and also she has a show. It's uh, she does this thing called Gay Astrology. 
gay astrology uh-huh. at the dance thing at the club. It was, and she's going to be doing some kind of tarot card reading or something as a show. I, I don't know exactly what it is. She's going to be reading the tarot cards of um, different rock stars or something like this. I don't know. It'll be fun. Very cool. Can't yeah. wait to see that. I know. Me too. You know, <laughs> it, yeah. It'll be fun. Everyone's shows is sort of like, um, I think to some extent it's going to be, the show will be defined once the camera's turned on. <laughs> I think people have ideas, but when the, once the, the camera's on, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of comedy. Like not I, hopefully some some of it on purpose, some of it not. Actually, the, the um, there's a comedy group called Two Headed Dog, and uh, they're going to be doing a show too. That's uh, should be pretty funny. And one of the guys in that um, from MTV was uh, Randy of the Redwoods. He mm-hmm. was kind of a big guy in the '90s on MTV. He's one of the um, nice the people in it too. And they're they're uh they're a really f- funny and bizarre comedy group. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Well, you got to be there in time. It's only 15 minutes. so. <laughs> <laughs> got it. But then I'll be back on the page. I, you know, the thing about live is that, on IG live is that, you know, you obviously people watch it, but then when we dump it on the, the satellite page, that's where you get most of your views. Mm-hmm. Like when we do the six. So, so it's going to, so it's going to stay on the page so people yes. can watch it in case they miss, they miss it. Correct. So like when I do the six, six, sixties, the six at six, um, you know, we, we have a decent amount of people watching it live. Then we drop it on a page and it goes, I mean, Susie Moon got up to 5,000 views on hers. Wow. She's cool. actually doing a, sh- a show, Susie Moon from uh, Turbulent Hearts. Pretty cool. Um, she's doing a show. She's doing a, a fashion show. It's called uh, Rockin' Closet, where she's going <laughs> to talk to different musicians about what's in their closet. That's oh, so cool. I love that. I mean, I, I would love to be involved in that. That sounds very like um, yeah. my side of the of the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If you have an idea, just let me, hit me up. Or anybody out there, if you have an idea. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. We, I'm sure we do. Uh, that would be really cool to work together. But, yeah. and, and like I said, people listen. So I'm, I'm at uh, the 6660S for the Instagram, the 6660s. Just yeah, no, I'll... Check your Instagram page as well for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, very cool. And uh, I don't know if you know that, but we are part of a bigger community too that okay. was uh, originated in France at the end of the the nineties. There was like um, six, seven bands uniting, and they they took the French, you know, alternative movement movement by storm and starting playing all the festivals. And uh, so. We started uh, this collective again and uh, trying to uh, uh, spot new bands in France. And since I live here and the founder of uh, our collective, Team Nowhere, lives here also in L.A., we decided we wanted to try to make it an international network now. That's great. (laughs) What's What's the name of the group thing? It's called Team Nowhere. Team Nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we have an Instagram Instagram page too. Uh, it's, we're all uh, mostly do you know stuff in French right now, mm-hmm. but gradually we're uh, introducing. Uh, we're like transitioning this that scene out so to LA, and I feel like the podcast is a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. And what we do is every week we uh, we are having a playlist and we are putting the bands we like in the playlist to and our audience they get to you know, discover a new band. So I started introducing the bands we have on oh. Hanging on Sunset to the playlist. And for example, Speed of Light, we, we had them on the playlist. So uh, a lot of uh, people in France are listening to them now. 
Oh, great. That's awesome, man. I want to take Speed of Light in France. Yeah. But uh, talking about Speed of Light, they managed to do some shows in uh, venues that were not all-age venues. They just come and play and they can't stay, right? Well, and that's what they told us, right? Well, it yeah. depends. Like, well, like, they play the Redwood, and the reason they can play the Redwood is because the Redwood serves food. Mm. Got it. Food, um, you can have any band age band play and there's a couple other ones in pasadena and what have you like the satellite didn't serve food and i i tried to every possible way to get that band in there try to, can we can we rope off the stage can the parents be on the stage so with funny so funny oh my god he just i i can't have anybody play or uh, under 18 at the club so wow you know, um the echo however you the you on they do have um all ages at times because they serve food downstairs mm-hmm. and same with the high uh, bootleg serve food. So the kids can play. Um, if there's, it's a different kind of liquor license, you know, it also depends on what part of Los Angeles you're in. I know that I know like certain clubs. No, they couldn't get in. What about the satellite people? Do they have uh, new plans? Uh, what the, the place, the place itself is going to become a weed shop. Oh, wow. Deep coal. So LA. Upstairs is going to be weed. And the downstairs, what was the bar, uh, the, the space, all the stage is gone, all the music equipment's gone. That's amps, blah, so blah, sad. Gone. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> I know. And then, so they're going to make that into a bar. Uh, but um, the, the people who are the weed people, but I don't know what kind of bar, if it's going to be mm. old school or sports bar or what. I don't think Got it'll it. be music, though, because that's a different kind of license, apparently. But um, I see. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Basically, the owner of the satellite they own the building, and they're not selling the building; they're just renting out the space to somebody else. Because oh, right. you know, just couldn't make it happen anymore with going on not making any money at all. This definitely, yeah, it's definitely hard. It's been yeah. a rough one for the venues. You're right, and all the all the venues. It seems like I, I'm learning a little more about. It. Apparently, it's harder than you think to make money running a club. I always thought like, well, this is easier, right? Apparently not. And one of the, one of the things that was keeping the satellite alive was their dance nights, the non rock and roll nights. That, that place was friggin' packed, and those people were friggin' drinking. You know, people go to clubs, and um, you know, a lot of people don't drink as much as they do on the weekends when they're dancing. It's, yeah, the clubs. It's harder than you think to make money at a club. Um, I thought it was like a cash cow, but it's it's not. It isn't really, you know. So I have a newfound sort of like understanding of how difficult it is for these clubs at the hi hat and the bootleg and stuff and Zebulon, what have you. It's it's hard. Yeah. You know? yeah I like the Zebulon a lot actually. Yeah, Zebulon's nice. And the the problem we've been, you know, discussing a lot on this podcast is that people don't go to show anymore to shows to discover new music. They right. go online and uh Whenever they go out, it's uh, to do something different. <laughs> right. That's what was good. Good, I thought they had a lot. Um, it, but not, it's not good for the bands because nobody gets paid. But like the free Monday nights, oh, free Tuesday nights they have at the Echo and Satellite, just free. Walk in and there's a bunch of bands you never heard before. You know. But also, well, that's what we're hoping. Once this pandemic is done and we're back to go see the shows and the venues, people stayed home bored for so long and I feel like they were like they're not gonna take for granted anymore and they're just gonna be like craving to go out and see music. So mm-hmm. that's why we're hoping people are gonna be so excited to go see and be more supportive and be discovering like new bands and new music, going to the actual shows, not like through Spotify or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right. The only yeah. thing is uh, let me ask you this to both of you. So 
you know, everybody's like, I can't wait for the pandemic to be over. I can't wait to get outside and do stuff. I'm the same way. But then there's a part of me going, I'm kind of used to this. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, I want it to be over, but pretty, I've gotten used to this way of living. I feel like we all have like a love and hate relationship with the pandemic at this right. point. Right. And also, like, I don't know what my social skills are going to be like actually talking and meeting people at a club. It's like it's been so long. It's like, ooh, I don't know. But it's like I, I don't even know how to do that anymore. I don't know how yeah. to be social. But it's a funny kind of feeling of like, you know, I think everyone almost has this. Like, can't wait for it to be over. But the same token, ooh, I kind of like it. My, about- my guess is that people are going to go out once mm-hmm. they can go out. But it's not going to last that there's going to be like a boom. Because yeah. they're going to be, oh, I can do a concert now. Let's go. And yeah. then the next week they forget about it. And then mm-hmm. yep. we'll do like. I mean, thing. hopefully not. I, hopefully not. I really hope people are going to be more excited and passionate about doing stuff like that. Because we just can't do any of that like for so long. So right. I just hope you're wrong. On right. what, what, what I hope is that it's like people get, have a little bit of trepidation, I think, at first. And then once they get back into it, it's like, ah, here we go. Boom. And then they're, they're back. But I think there will be some trepidation. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we're doing our part, right? And getting yeah. everyone together. I feel like it's already, I, I see the difference already. So that makes me really excited about this community. Yeah. And I think once people get into that club the first day, it'll be like, ah, here we go. It'll, you know, a little trepidation walking in but yeah a little awkward at first and then yeah. you know i just miss like getting banged around I, I usually just, i'm usually at the front of the stage you know and um i miss just getting banged around by people and all the sweat and the, the craziness you know getting somebody knocking their foot into my head <laughs> that's, that's why i miss a lot you know but, definitely i i used not very to like sweat i guess but now i'm craving for it yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got um, uh, the satellite TV coming, uh, more barbershop concerts, uh-huh. um, more of Speed of Light. What else do you have uh, in your bag for us? Well, like I said, the six at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing, I, I did that through most of the pandemic. I had to take off uh, December and January. I think it took off three months, but it was, um, you know, I had a lot of bands play in my backyard and it was really good. Uh, the pe- because like a lot of concerts and on homes on home stream uh, Facebook and stuff, it's just kind of in in the house. This is outside. My my backyard's really cool, and the bands really like playing there. At first, it was just acoustic, and then somebody said, "Can I p- plug in the guitar?" And I go, "Okay." And then bass, and then um, you know, egg drop soup. Mm-hmm. The band. Egg Are drop your neighbors soup. cool with that? By the way. Yeah, we do this. We do this six o'clock in the. At six o'clock is a good time to make cool. noise. <laughs> But uh, uh, cool. Soup brought their drums, bass, and guitar and plugged in. They kept it low because we don't have the a singer mic. But so, uh-huh. so yeah, it's been good. It's been That's really very fun. cool. No, I love it. I love it. That's a great yeah. idea. If you look on the satellite page, you can see most of the uh, all the, all the sets. And um, it, cool. was pretty, it was, I think, for to some extent, I, I almost did it more for the bands than the audience, you know, for the bands to have another place to perform mm-hmm. than inside in their house or whatever, you know? And um, yeah. And the bands really liked it a lot. And from then for me and Mackie, and usually I bring one photographer in, we have these great people playing right in front of us, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're like, you know, I'm here and they're right there. It's just like, it's amazing to me, you know. It's a good way to treat yourself and yeah. treat the bands. Yeah, and treat the, be good for the bands. So we're going to continue doing that. Cool. And then, uh, that's th- those three things. The satellite's taking up a lot of my time. 
it's like you know um and i kind of i don't ha- i don't i have a it's not quite adhd but i just you know i can concentrate for 15 20 minutes then i go pick up the guitar for a minute and I'm, then i do this then i gotta eat a banana it's like my wife can concentrate for four hours I'm, i have about 15 minute to a half an hour intervals then i gotta go do something else to come back you know <laughs> what things take me longer to do than probably most people that's uh that's still cool that you're doing all of this for the community and uh, yeah it's really amazing it's like it's mind-blowing it's very inspiring thank you like i cannot wait to get more involved and know more like this is very cool well thanks for what We you don't see do that too, often though. what thanks for what you guys do thank you that's that thank you yeah that's what we're trying to do as well yeah it's very very exciting to connect with people with the same passion the same like hunger for like changing and doing something not just like scrolling down instagram all day right. <laughs> and seeing at home and I, i love the fact that you guys are connecting to, to some other community in france that's pretty cool yeah and uh, hopefully yeah i mean sorry i just cut you off <laughs> no i was just saying hopefully the you know the my dream is to uh do a, like a like a bridge between here and friends very cool i mean thank you so much brian really really enjoyed talking to you and i'm so looking forward to checking out all your projects and mm -hmm. somehow get involved and i think that's the one of the moments i'm most excited about it right now is that we're gonna get to listen the new single for speed of life first yeah. everyone first yeah. and spotify that's very cool that you're sharing this with us i'm really really stoked yeah this is the first time anyone's played it because it doesn't come out till march that's fucking well, awesome yeah. uh love it thank you so much we can't wait to play it for everyone you can it's hear it first. all right well thank you so much podcast. appreciate it so much thank you Thank you so much, everybody. And like I said, if you have something you're thinking that you want to try for on the sideline, let me know, okay? Definitely. We'll definitely let you know. Well, thank you so much, you two. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. It was a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Bye.